Hello and welcome to Dungeons and don't worry about it in our first little worry. What's wrong with Westberg? My name is Zane Accord. I am your not so humbled game master for this tale. Joining me around the table as will join me until we're done worrying about this issue is Howdy everyone. I'm Arthur. I'm playing Forest Woodman. Uh, I do possess social medias, but I already have forgotten the logins and deleted the apps, so don't worry too much about finding me on them. What's up? It's Zach Stenzel from the Foes and Fables podcast. I will be playing your friendly librarian, Stuart Jolly. Hi there. My name is Gavin Slater, and I play Damian Wade here in Westburg. Uh, as for social media, you can find me at Gavin underscore Slater on Insta. Hey, my name's Mason. I happen to play the quite the paradox of a character and emotionally unavailable therapist, Matt Powers, in this podcast here. You can find me on TikTok as Mason Armani or a YouTube that I will make at some point, but I'm not sure when. <laughs> Fan- you said, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like other girls. I shout out things that aren't even out yet. <laughs> exactly bro you gotta start you gotta start fresh bro build that anticipation all right well, now the entire internet is going to be on him about making that youtube and so he'll he'll do it Imagine. where's it oh, at mason where is it mason where's that it's where's so that youtube weird, though sorry. the numbers mason <laughs> the numbers mason what do they mean all right <laughs> well welcome to westburg Last time we were here, we met four citizens. Stuart Jolly. Lady. Let me do my where we've been. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's be professional. Let's be... <laughs> Last time we were here, we met four citizens. Stuart Jolly, the librarian, who's the single father to son young Robert Jolly. Damien Wade, the locksmith, whose sister, Angela Wade, is the teacher at the town's school. Forrest Woodman, the lumberjack, who often plays host to the forest creatures, and Dr. Matthew Powers, the therapist, husband to Kiara Johnson Powers. These four men independently made their way to the school in the last episode. They helped Mr. Todd Jingle, the school's principal, shore up the school against the rain. And then they helped Dr. Michael Green, the town's doctor, as he had gotten into a bit of a car trouble in the rain. He flipped his car, and you four helped him get it flipped back over, and sent him safely on his way home. Stuart, Damien, Forrest, and Matthew made their way home for the quiet evenings with their families. It was in one of these quiet evenings that, after a lovely gumbo dinner, Matthew's wife, Kiara Johnson Powers, collapsed. We begin today's story on the morning of Wednesday, October 29th. It's a quiet morning. The rain has died down, and now a gentle wetness sticks to the town. The sidewalks are now a dark bluish gray, and the trunks of the trees a deeper brown. We come to a quiet two-bedroom house, a short walk from the library. Stuart, your son Robert is seven years old. You've been a Mm -hmm. single father to him almost that whole time. Your wife, Cynthia Jolly, passed shortly after his birth. It was sad when she died, but you got over it soon enough. You hardly think of it except when you visit her grave on the anniversary of her death, October 31st. Even then, it's mostly remembering happy memories and telling her what you and Robert have been up to in the past year. 
You don't know why, but you never got rid of the queen-size bed that you and Cynthia shared. Often the thought of it doesn't even occur to you. This morning, you roll over in bed and you feel something to the side of you. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I rub my eyes and I lean over to my nightstand to grab my, my big glasses. You put on your glasses and you look over and see what was beside you. It was emptiness. It was the spot where your wife used to lay. And this morning you wake up remembering when your wife died of what did she die of again? Oh my god. You can't remember. What? We move across town to the backyard of a single bedroom house. Come on. (laughs) Just like, hey, your wife died. So here we go and run the story. It's a cozy backyard. To one side sits a small vegetable garden. The rest is simply open grass lined with a few bushes. Sniffing around that yard is Trixie, an English Mastiff. (gasps) Damien, you sit on your porch with a nice cup of hot tea and a newspaper, keeping an eye on your pup. It's mornings like these that you can really feel the peace in the town. From your yard, you have a lovely view of the forest. Some green still peeks through the trees, but it's mostly covered by a sea of autumnal oranges and reds, now darkened and made robust by the previous day's rain. You are shaken from your morning's musings by a sudden sound. Trixie stands alert, barking at one of the bushes. Oh, uh, Trixie, what you what you got there? I'm gonna go check it out. Why don't you go ahead and roll for me? Oh God, okay. What am I? Perception, right? Or I don't know. What skill do you want to use? Uh, I want to use. Oh yeah. Oh duh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use detail viewing. So okay. it's just a plus one. Fantastic. And here we go. First roll of the episode. Ha! It's a three plus one is a four. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a success. You can see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you look into this bush. It's a holly that's been there since you moved in. Mm. As you look, you don't see much. But for a second, you could swear that you saw the form of a tiny person. Maybe four uh-huh. inches tall? Four inches? As soon as you blink, however, it's gone, and you're just staring at leaves. After a minute or so, Trixie's barking dies down. You told me I couldn't have magic. (laughs) I I gotta get some coffee in me. Good lord. We now come... Come on, Trixie. We now come to a simple cottage in the woods. A new fire is started in the hearth. And forced as you go about preparing your morning's coffee, one by one, the animals that spent the night in your home make their ways out. Mr. Porcupine, bring that cushion back. I keep the pillows. Right. Thank you. While they sought refuge from the rain in your house, they are wild creatures, and to the wild they return. Take care now, y'all. Eventually, the house is empty, except for you and your thoughts. You watch as the smoke drifts lazily up from the rain. 
It brings you thoughts of life that might have been. A life spent not in the forest with the animals, but aboard a train. In your mind's eye, the smoke from the fire shifts to the smoke from a steam engine puffing away. You stand in your striped uniform, collecting tickets. Eventually, you hear the whistle from the front of your train, and you walk up to start your journey. As you do, you open your eyes and realize that the whistle is in fact your kettle. Once you've poured your coffee, you head outside to drink it on your porch. As you sit in the quiet morning, you notice something, or rather a lack of something. See, when you built your cottage, you picked this spot um, so that in the mornings you could sit and hear the chug of the train as it went past as it took the day's trip. This morning you hear no train. <gasps> Dr. Matthew Powers. Uh -uh. Your morning oh, has God. been substantially less quiet than the others. <laughs> <laughs> you spent the night in a hospital with your wife. You are awakened by Dr. Green coming into your wife's room. Hey, Dr. Powers, could you follow me out of the room real fast? Oh. Mm, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, you guys walk into the hallway, and he says, All right, so we've done a couple of tests, and uh, okay. health-wise, your wife is fine. I mean, there's there's doesn't appear to be anything wrong with her. Well, that's good, at least. Okay. Yeah. So what happened, exactly? Uh, we haven't figured that out yet. It seems like she's uh, she's just fallen asleep, but nothing's waking she... her up. Wait, 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 so you're saying she fell asleep just collapsing on the floor? Well, no, I don't think she actually fell asleep, but I, according to all the tests, it's as though she's just asleep. I don't want to say she's in a coma just yet because... Uh, the her brain waves are not matching that of a person in a coma. It just seems like she's currently sleeping. So we're gonna do everything we can to figure this out. But I mean, we've been busier than a bee in midwinter. So you know, more and more people are coming in the hospital today. And I, well, we we uh we've never had more than one room at a time filled before, and we currently got six filled. So uh. We're busy, but I, I will I'll keep you posted on anything that we find out. Alright, by all means, please do. Alright. Well, have a good day, Dr. Powers. We're gonna try to do what we can here. Alright, see Dr. Green. Alright, so the four of you go out and start your mornings and days. Stuart, you make your way to the school to drop off your son and then to the library to start work. Forrest, you go ahead and head outside and pick up your axe and start looking for a nice tree. Uh, Damien, you head to your mm -hmm. shop to start working on some locks, and of course, Dr. Powers, you make your way to your office. As you all start your day's work, you receive a call from the mayor's office. He wants you guys to come by town, City Hall. Is it like urgent or is it like when you have time? Uh, he would like you all to show up 
by noon. Cool. Do you think I have time to drop off uh, that bike lock I was working on? Yeah. Bet. Okay, I'm going to do that first. Okay, cool. You make your way to the home of... Let's see whose home you make it way to. Oh. You make your way to the home of Jonathan Peters, the shopkeeper. Yeah. The bike lock belongs to his son, Michael Peters. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go knock on the door, like, you know, as per usual, go the whole, uh... oh, you probably didn't hear that. I don't know if I might pick that up. <laughs> uh, the, the door the door opens and you see Jonathan Peters. He's got short brown hair and he's currently still wearing the blue apron that he wears in the shop. Morning, Jonathan. How you doing? Oh, hey, Damien. I'm doing well. It was, what oh, are you cool. doing at my well, house I'm this not... early? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, speaking of which, you know, I was uh, working on that uh, that lock for your boy, and uh, I finished it up, so I wanted to bring it on by. Oh, wow. Man, I mean, you know, we don't really have to worry about people stealing bikes much in Westburg, but I always tell Michael it's good to be safe than sorry, so thank you for getting that taken care of. Ah, you're very welcome, John. Well, hey, I'm, I'm going to get going here. I just wanted to, you know, stop by, make sure you're having a good morning, and uh, yeah. have a pleasant day. Of course, I'm, you know, well, as good of a morning well, as you can have. I mean, Michael's, you mean? Michael's in the hospital with a bit of a flu. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it's the first time that's ever happened. You know, oh. we always tell him, wash your hands for the, ti- the time it takes you to sing the ABCs twice. And, you know, he's <laughs> very serious about that, but just woke up this morning running 105, so. Oh, my goodness, that's yeah. so high. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the highest fever I've ever measured. Granted, the highest fever before that was 98.7. So, you know. Yeah, goodness. Yeah. Um, well, don't worry. I mean, I'm sure Dr. Green will get him all situated. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, that Dr. Green, he knows what he's doing. So, you know. Oh, definitely. And, you know, he's never too busy. So I'm sure yeah. Joe will be up and at it real quick. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I got to get all my stuff together and head to open up the shop. But you have a nice day there course you've always you're always a pleasure sir all right i'll see you around all right bye-bye all right i love we're ending every conversation like a phone call um, uh, yeah <laughs> that's like how they do it right that's yeah like, that's the whole <laughs> uh so you go ahead and head away from jonathan peter's home and he shuts his door to get started on his day forrest yeah, wants to go to the library okay cool you make your way to the <laughs> large brick building with its columns and fancy artwork not artwork fancy arches that holds the town's books now i don't know how well i know the library but the book i'm looking for is probably pretty dusty it's um dealing with loss and forgotten dreams by james thompson oh my i think there's one copy in the whole library i'm gonna go try and check that out so specific. If it's anyone can help you find it, it yeah, would be so me. You you walk you walk <laughs> into the library and see Stuart Jolly sitting at the deck desk. Hey, hey, do you have dealing with loss and forgotten dreams by uh, James Thompson? Every morning. I mean, uh, let me check for that. Uh, I want to just kind of like type on the little computer that's there to look and see if uh, it's in stock and where it would be. All right, yeah, go ahead and roll a check for me. Great. I'll use my investigation, which is a plus one. Uh, that's a six plus one is a seven. So, uh, yeah, that's a. It's already on your desk. You're halfway through it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is a. Uh, that is a 
extreme success. I forget the word that I used for it. Uh, Critical yeah. success. Yeah, there's a critical success. It's a sick and dope success, man. It's, it's a it's radical <laughs> move, dude. <laughs> you uh, you twirl it on your finger like a basketball. Okay, like, so huh, actually, um, you uh, <laughs> yeah, you know exactly where this book is, and you go to type, and you go, wait, I just saw this earlier today. Uh, not earlier today. Uh, earlier this week. Uh, and yeah, you you go ahead and take forth to the self-help section um, where you find the book that I've already forgotten the title of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I get on the ladder thing because I imagine it's like up on the top shelf uh, and Pushed I grab back, it and I, I, sl- I slide down, dust it off a little bit and hand it on over. Here, here you go. As you, um, it's been been a minute since anyone checked this out. As you step off the ladder, you know how sometimes when you're on something rolly, you step off and it rolls a little bit longer. So you oh, step no. off the ladder and it rolls a bit forward and it it knocks a book off the shelf. <gasps> and it lands on the floor in front of you. Uh, I pick it up and read the title. Oh, well, this book, it's, hold on, let me scroll up in my notes. It is The English and Scottish Popular Ballads by Francis James Child. What is this doing here in the self-help section? Maybe someone thought that ballads could help you deal with life. I mean, they're good stories. Uh, Stuart puts this one in his backpack. Okay. Um, doesn't, doesn't put it back on the shelf. He's going he's gonna to keep that one for later with uh, Forrest's wonderful wisdom there. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. Thank you so much for the help finding the book and the book and the checking out of the book and all of that stuff that goes around library things. <laughs> Quite literally, it's my job. So anytime. <laughs> Happy to help. Sorry. What, what a fucking sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, does anybody I'm have- gonna get that tattooed on my arm? Is that, people be like, is that like meaningful? I'd be like, no, I just said it and it was funny. <laughs> All right, oh, real life. meaningful for character. sure. <laughs> All right, does anybody uh, else so, have something else they'd like to do before you guys make your way to the mayor's office? I would say something for me, but like, it's just going to be talking to people, <laughs> being depressed, being emotionally right. unavailable, <laughs> and nothing special. All right, fair enough. Stuart, anything you'd like to do? Uh, no, I think I just kind of like pack up the library, put the little sign that says, you know, be back soon and head on over to the mayor's. All right, cool. You guys all make your way to City Hall. City Hall sits on the town square. It is a tall red brick building. In the center of it, a domed roof peaks above four spiked pillars. As you walk in, you are all quickly ushered to the mayor's office. Tall mahogany bookshelves line the walls. Some shelves bear books. Others bear various accoutrements, like a globe and a faux gold pineapple. In the center of the room is a dark desk stacked high with paperwork. The shortest stack you see is three feet tall. From behind the stacks of paper, you hear a voice. Oh, hello. Let me come around this paperwork and see you. 
Um, out for behind the papers walks a rotund man, nearly a full circle, with a thick, bushy brown mustache. This is the mayor, Mr. Reginald Jacobs. Hello, you four. Thank you for coming by. Uh, I, we, well, there's a... And he, as he talks, he pulls out a handkerchief and wipes off some sweat that is quickly uh, accumulating on his forehead. Terribly sorry, terribly sorry. Um, anyways, I was wondering if I could get you guys as assistants. Uh, uh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you need? I, I fear something is wrong in the city. Well, now that's just silly. Nothing goes wrong. Yeah, I uh, well, <laughs> that's what I thought. But, I mean, that'd be like having six people in the hospital or something. I mean, well, it never happens. That's a, that's certainly part of it. Um, Wait, you're telling me there's six people in the hospital right now? Uh, actually, there's seven. What? Uh, seven. Well, uh, hold up now. In fact, I think I just Do received... Do they have that many rooms? Uh, they currently have... Uh, oh, dear. And he wipes his forehead again. They currently have ten rooms... We've never needed to fill them, but uh, about every hour I'm receiving a call from Dr. Green letting me know that we've had another person check into the hospital with another illness. I mean, we've got several oh several cases of colds and flu, and, I mean, there's an honest-to-goodness broken arm. Oh, dear. Whoa. No. Right. You can break those? Yes. I ain't never seen it before. I thought it was just like myth and story and tale. Well, yeah. other things... That's what doctors are for. Other things have gone wrong too i mean i've i've received reports of people having strange headaches and remembering sad memories the they, train didn't go by this morning the train didn't go by well that's another thing to put on the list and he dives behind his desk and you see the piles shuffle around and then he comes back around with a list and writes train not moving I mean, if you want, if you want to move that to the top of the list, I think that's a pretty high priority. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do. Um, I mean, another thing, Miss Jones has burned six loaves of bread this morning. I mean, she uh, has never burned a loaf of bread before. I know her buns uh, yeah. have always been immaculate. I would take care of this myself, but as it turns out, because I haven't dealt with paperwork, things aren't happening. And I can't just simply stamp the paperwork like I used to. I have to read it and fill it out and and fi- sign things in triplicate. So I'm fully busy. Oh, dear. And he wipes off the sweat again. Can, can I get you like a, a glass of ice water or a, a tea or a oh, coffee or something? Uh, that would be lovely. I would not object. <sighs> I, mean, I pull out from my bag a little book that says um, being a mayor for dummies um, <laughs> from the just like the blank for dummies section in the library. Oh, actually, I already have six copies of that book, but I, I appreciate the thought. <laughs> um, what you need is an audio book so you can listen to it while you're doing your paperwork. Oh, you know, that would be great. Wait, hold on. And he starts shuffling in one of the cabinets and he full, pulls out a vinyl and you can see the, the packaging of the vinyl looks like the front of the book. I've got it right here. And he walks over to a, uh, uh, you know those classic record players that have the big, almost like mm-hmm. shell-like horn? He goes over to one of those, and he's about to start, and he goes, you know what, I'll, I'll wait until um, we finish our conversation to start this. So what help can we be, Mr. Mayor? Well, Do we you... need to go like to the hospital and do the hospital stuff? Because I, I can try. Well... You've... I've bandaged a number of pigeons. 
You four have always been reliable sorts, so I was wondering if you could... Um, I know you all have jobs to do, but I was wondering if you could investigate around the town and see if you can discover any clues as to why this is happening. Because, well, it's not normally... I mean, I forgot to mention this. You know that heavy rain that we had yesterday? Yeah. Of course. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty memorable. Well, I asked around town. Turns out there were no new couples formed. No old couples reconfirmed their love. It was merely rain. What? Wait, that happens? Uh, in, 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 um, in my lifetime, we've never had heavy rain like that without something romantic happening. Especially with the damages it caused. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, did you see Dr. Green's car? I heard about that. We flipped it right back over again, yeah. Oh, you flipped it over? Thank goodness he was okay. Well, I think I know that I'm working with the right people. Um, I was hoping you could look around, see if you can figure something out. It's going to be terrible when we realize in episode four that selecting us four was one of the things that went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. All right, well, um, I suppose we... You know, we got four sharp men here. Uh, let's go ahead and get something started, right? Yeah. Do you have any idea where we should start? I think we should start the at the baker. cafe because it's lunch. Oh, Baker too. It's lunchtime. So might as well investigate where we can get a little butt to shuffle down, you know? All right. Not opposed. Uh, the mayor sees you on your way and you guys make your ways out of City Hall. Hmm. So <clears throat> where do you guys head? Uh, I would I would like to make a suggestion. It is in my personal opinion that I feel that we should visit the baker first. Her buns have always been immaculate and something is wrong. Uh, Her yeah, pretty I mean, good, too. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's do it. You guys make your way to the bakery with Miss Joanne Jones, who I might remind you, Gavin, is, is married. I know. Is married, yes. <laughs> Man needs no reminder. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. I don't, I, like I don't remember if that made it into the episode or if that was after last time. When, I think uh, that was post. I think that was in the post show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys make your way to the, uh, I forget how he described it, but the squat brick building with a large glass window that says bakery. It's right next to the fountain. Yes, it yeah. is. It's right across from this fountain. I remember. That was episode zero. I was there. <laughs> I've been here my whole life. <laughs> uh, if someone, I, I'm a little shy when it comes to, <clears throat> you know, Talking the baker. So if someone else wants to take the lead on this one, I would appreciate it. Yeah, you guys walk into the bakery, and Miss Joanne Jones is sitting there behind the county. Well, the county? howdy, y'all. How She's y'all behind doing? the whole county. I thought the yeah. mayor was behind all that. <laughs> She's, <laughs> She's, I, I, She's uh, got three foot stacks of paperwork. I, I started the southern accent a little bit too soon. Um, yeah, she's standing behind the counter in her white apron. Well, howdy, y'all. How y'all doing? Welcome back to bakery today. Well, hey there, oh, Joe. It's, Joe. Hey. it's been a day. How about well, hey you? Hey there, boys. <clears throat> what I can I do for you today? Bread troubles? May I tell you about that? Yeah, he's wanting us to look into all, a bunch of things been going all sideways. Well, like. yeah, I was cooking some brioche this morning. And, well, I ain't never had this problem before, but I put it in the oven for time it usually takes and uh by the time it took it out it was pieces of coal so for the what? first time in my whole life i had to open a recipe book to make sure i was doing it right wow oh, were you now 
I was doing it right, and sure enough, the second try it worked just fine. So I don't know what then mm. happened, but huh? Interesting. An odd occurrence. Yeah. Now, um, let me ask you a question. How do you usually set a timer when you put the bread in the oven? Oh, certainly. I got this little timer right here. She picks up off the counter one of those apples that you twist, and it does the timer. Oh, oh I just love those. Uh, I adorable. use one of those for my coffee in the morning. Yeah, they sure help, don't they? Yep, they are fantastic. This one was actually a gift from your sister. Uh, she just you, Damien. Oh. Angela thought I might like it. You know, teachers and apples, what you got to do. <laughs> and you know, that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's a good call. Well, I'll tell mm. you what we Ma- can do. I... Oh, oh, what are you going to say? <laughs> I was going to ex- inspect that there, then there, that one apple. <laughs> sure, you can look into the apple. Uh, go ahead and roll a check for me. Speak to me, little guy. <laughs> that's a that's a three three <laughs> as far as you can tell the, the, so so you look at it and you sort of investigate it and actually as you're looking at it you discover something mm. it's that when it goes for one minute the ding is really loud oh oh <laughs> right. ear shattering <laughs> I was unfortunately holding that up to my ear. Oof. All right. Didn't expect that. Uh, Joe. <laughs> Damien, why are you shouting? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Jo- Joanne um, chuckles and she's like, boy, you better watch yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. Uh, yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I, uh, everything seems to be in working order. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <clears throat> what? Yeah. Y'all are welcome to look around the shop if need be, but uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what we can do for you. I appreciate that. Jojo. I'm going to go scrounge around at home. I'm going to get you... A horseshoe, right? And what you're going to do is a you're going to hang it over your oven with open side facing down. And that's going to pour good fortune into the oven so that your bread will come out good every time again. Well, I really appreciate that. Do something like that for me, Forrest. Yeah. What? <laughs> um. Does anybody else want to go and investigate the shop? Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to just kind of investigate the general, see if anything strange is going on. Okay, go and ahead and roll a roll for me. Can I, if I help him, can he have advantage? Uh, it's not. Is that how that works here? I don't uh, know. <laughs> no, just uh, he can re-roll a one if you're helping him out with it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, let's Got do that. It. Well, I'll use my plus one investigation. Uh, that will be a four total. Four total. Yeah, you look around, and I mean, it's it's a bakery, so, you know, you see mixers and whatnot, and... You see a, a bowl of frosting sitting in the fridge cooling off or it's, before it's applied to uh, some carrot cake. But uh, everything looks to be in order. And then you start to look around the oven. And on the outside of the oven, it looks fine. And you open, there's a drawer below and it's filled with like, you know, those like uh, oven mitts and those little things you set hot dishes on. Um, and as you're looking through it, just out of curiosity, your hand brushes against something at the bottom that doesn't exactly feel like it's made out of some kind of wool or other thick cloth. Interesting. You dig out of the way and you see growing in the bottom of the drawer is a perfect circle of mushrooms. Oh, hey, all right. Um, well... Oh, I will uh, watch out for those ones. Those are the those are the toxic ones. That looks like uh, uh. 
Dude, how well Forrest does Forrest doesn't know, know? Something's wrong. Well, I need I, I need to ascertain with the with the GEM how well Forrest knows mushrooms because I started saying a mushroom name, but I realized I didn't roll for it. Well, I would con- well I would roll for it, but also consider that he lives in the forest. Yeah, would this count as woodcraft, even though it's not like woodcraft is in forestcraft, even though I have a great <laughs> doubt as woodcraft is in crafting with wood. Well, I would say that sometimes mushroom grows on logs that yep, are lying that, in the forest. Go, so I'll be doing yeah. it. Well, that don't matter because that's a three, <laughs> which is a success. Wait, oh, that's a success. I thought that was a failure. No, it's one and two mm-hmm. are failures. Okay. Do you oh. have a mushroom named Zane? I do not have a mushroom named. Oh, oh my goodness! That is an Amanita muscaria. You need to leave those things alone. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You might want to might want to clean out some of these. Uh, don't want this getting in the bread. Oh dear! Well, now where did that come from? That wasn't there yesterday. I always check that drawer before going to bed. Guy said that is a nice circle, though. It's smooth and round as anything. It's almost perfectly circular. I <laughs> think I actually have a uh, one of them uh, horseshoes on me. If you want it, I can just hand that over to you. Oh, certainly. I, I love I that. Just... And she uh, she go ahead. She goes ahead and she gets one of those uh, a metal one of those bread scrapers that people use when they're like dividing loaves. And she just mm. and slides out and cuts off all the mushrooms and they right off. And she she's like, so so now these these are bad mushrooms. I can't use them for making oh, mushrooms. Oh yeah, those are some. Oh man, unless you got yourself a reindeer and a free afternoon, you won't get rid of those. I don't have a reindeer. Why 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 would I need a reindeer for that? Yeah, that's how you gotta process them if you gonna process them. So I would just leave those guys alone. Oh yeah, that don't sound too good. And she chucks them in the trash can and. Wait, wait, before you do that, I have, I have a real quick question. Yeah. Uh, 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 Dr. Powers, in your medical opinion, could these be used for anything uh, important? I'm just going to keep an entire stack with you. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. No, sorry. Sorry. You, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have you roll for that. Yeah. No. Um, uh, yeah. So she, go, she goes ahead and she puts her scraper in, a, in, a, in the sink for washing later. All right. Well, thank you for discovering oh. that for us, because I don't know what I'd done if I, God I didn't poison this mushroom. I was the one who found it. I just the one who knew Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to say Stuart, but I messed up. Anytime, you know. I really got to, you know, you'd think for a man who spends all his time with those books, he'd read about some of those mushrooms, yeah. but uh, never seen one in my life. He did read How to Find Mushrooms and Influence Fungi, but... Uh, that was at least a couple guy. months ago. Yeah, that's how he found <laughs> the mushrooms, but... <laughs> You have to read volume two for any identification stuff. <laughs> Which you would think they would put, you know, opposite ways so you don't get yourself hurt. But, uh, you know, well, I'm not again, the publishing though, company. You got to find the mushroom before you even know what it is, right? So if you've got all these mm. mushrooms you can identify, but you can't find any of them. You know, you're SOL. Only I could read two books at once. I'm just going to let this conversation go. One for one eye, Same. one for the other. <laughs> just, like, you know, go reverse cross-eyed. Um, and just one in each hand. By golly, it's a good idea. All right. So, are you guys done in the bakery? <laughs> uh, I believe so. I think that crisis has been averted. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I help her hang that horseshoe over her oven to pour good fortune Of course in. he has a horseshoe on him. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. All right. As, as one does. Out of character, I have a chicken coop, and I literally went in, and I hung a horseshoe over the door that they come in and out of every morning because I'm like, <laughs> they got to have the horseshoe, man. Cool. Um, so you guys walk out of the bakery. Mm. Stuart. Yes. You step out of the bakery and you are suddenly caught in a memory. 
you're brought back to a fateful day almost exactly seven years ago. Just a glimpse. Mm. You stand deep in the forests around Westburg. You stop, and your wife walks past you. As she turns around, you can see tears in her eyes as she says three words. In this brief memory, you can't hear the sound of her voice, but you know which three they were. She turns around, and you now see where you are at as she crosses the train tracks. As she reaches the other side, a figure steps from the woods. A tall woman, barefoot in a green dress. Long red hair streams down around a face that's unnaturally beautiful. The woman grabs Cynthia Jolly by the arm. A swirl of leaves rushes in on the wind, obscuring your vision of the two women. As the wind dies down and the leaves slowly drift to the ground, you stare at an empty forest, your wife and the strange woman in the, from the forest, gone. And you're back. Um, yeah, uh, where to next, boys? Maybe we should, uh, you know, check on, <clears throat> check on my son. Um, maybe we see if the school needs any help. No, you I think that's a great idea. Well, he didn't mention the school, but I mean, it's always good <laughs> to go see your boy. That's where our yeah, future's if, at. Yeah, if, if anything is going wrong, I'd like to make sure that he's okay. Yeah, that is a... You are an excellent father, Stuart. Oh, I do my best. <clears throat> are, are you okay? Do you need a lozenge yes. or something? Oh, that would be... <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful, yes. Yeah, I hand him a lozenge. Okay. You, Great, what flavor? I was trying to think of like a mythology flavor, but I think it's just lemon. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh. Uh, you guys... Make your way to the red brick building. Not the red brick building. I'm sorry. The yellow wood building. I think that's how I describe it. Yellow brick road. The yellow built whatever material. The yellow schoolhouse. Yeah. To see Robert Jolly. Saying what? I just had mythology bump into my brain. Is Kiara Powers elf shot? Has she been elf shot? I will neither confirm nor deny anything oh at this current God. moment. Oh my God, we gotta get some <laughs> That is so much to say. Oh yeah. no. Um, anyways, you, you guys are at the- That should be the, the therapist line if they can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, <laughs> you guys are currently at the school. What would you like to do? Uh, yeah, just, I kind of want to like, I look, I imagine there's just like a door with one of those like windows with a, like a cross beam inside. So I kind of just peek in, see how the class is going and do just like a slight knock uh, to get the teacher's attention. Uh, so sure. So uh, I'll tell you before you knock, you just look in the classroom and you see they're currently, uh, you know, all sitting on the floor and Miss Wade is reading from a book. Um, but you, you do notice that the class is a bit smaller than usual. Mm. Probably oh. all those kids in the hospital right now with colds and flus. Oh, because and, they're sick. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your son is standing there grinning with blood dripping from his teeth as he eats another classmate. No, <laughs> no he, he is he is sitting in the front row with rapt attention at the very hungry caterpillar. Oh, ah, classic. Yes, Cause he also hungers. Yeah, he deeply. <laughs> um, so nothing seems off. Nothing. Like in the uh, not schoolhouse or anything. Nothing seems Zane, off. You miss the opportunity for them to be have, reading. Are you my mommy? And just absolutely like. Throw another fucking knife in that wound that you're giving. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's too late now. They're reading the very hungry caterpillar. Oh, Such a how God. does, which is great. How does uh, Angela look? She all right? Yeah, she looks fine. She looks healthy. 
missing an arm, but other than yeah, that. Yeah. No, she she looks <laughs> normal, happy. She's wearing um she's currently wearing a blue dress with mm-hmm. pictures of apples and then also like science things like beakers and test tubes all over it. And you can see a couple of places it says E equals M C squared. That it does. <laughs> yeah. In a preschool? <laughs> what? All it's right. you know, like those those like dresses. No, no, like oh, it's like the posters that they have. Yeah. Like on the okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, gotcha, yeah. I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's got all those math formulas that you're not sure are actually formulas. You're like, I don't Yeah. I know it says yeah. F of X, but like I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> the, all the all the pictures are very cartoony and the E equals M C squared is in it. Comic Sans. Yeah. It's got oh, the Einstein his tongue out. Uh, so do cool. do you do you actually knock on the door? Or you just peek in and see if. It- uh, yeah, I just want to knock on the door and just give like a friendly little wave. Um, see if 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 uh if my boy turns around, I'll give him uh a special little wave. But if not, I'm just kind of waving at the teacher, trying to get her attention. Uh, yeah, Angela will see you, and she'll like uh turn to the kids and say something, probably like just a moment, and she uh opens the door and she's like, "Well, hi guys, how you doing?" Oh, we're doing all right. How about yourself? We're, uh, you know, town's a little weird today. We're just making sure everything's all right yeah, here. Well, I mean, we, we're uh, missing a few students, but we're taking it mm-hmm. easy. You know, we just uh, we just finished working on the times table. You know, they're currently on their fours and they're doing pretty all right Ooh. with that. Yeah. Oh, impressive. I um, still struggle gonna, with the fours. I'm going to interrupt her and give her a hug. And <laughs> like, oh, I'm so glad you're okay. There are some weird stuff going on. What do you mean weird People stuff? People are in their... Like we have at least six, Jojo. seven people now in the hospital. Jojo we burned some bread. Yeah, Miss oh. Mrs. Jones never burns bread. I know. Well, golly, I, I got I got her fixed up with a horseshoe, so that should be that should take care of things. Hmm. Well, I don't know what that does, but all right, it's yeah. a good look. Everything's fine here, you know. Did anything okay, just with the school get like damaged in the rain last night? And just. Nope, but. you guys did a bang-up job keeping everything together. Mm. Mm. Oh, Mr. Jingle really so, appreciates it. Angie, I got a question. Yeah. Um, have you have you noticed anything weird, anything weird with the kiddos, or, or maybe the school staff, or just something feeling off? No, I mean, the only thing weird is that we're missing, you know, more than one student at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, just keep an eye out on everything, you know. Obviously, these kids are the pride and joy of this town, and we want to make sure everything's okay with them. Oh, they're okay good kids, so just, and I tell you, know. you what, Robert's doing really good on his times table. I mean, oh. most of the kids are currently on their fours, but he's on his fives. That oh. is impressive. That's my boy. All right, well, I better get back to the very hungry caterpillar. Those kids are real antsy they're to hear that story. hungry for that caterpillar. Yeah, they are. Yep. Understandably. Um, can I roll real quick to see, just because I know... That Stewart's been having a bit of a weird day. Mm-hmm. Can I roll to see if I'm picking up any weird day vibes on him? Like if he's like, if I can see that he's having some troubles. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead and 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 make a roll. Do you now, have? A, is this a whistling check, or do I have to roll this straight? You have to roll. Uh, uh, is there <laughs> is there another <laughs> check you'd like to use? I don't think this is whistling. Uh, it's not model kits or woodcraft. <laughs> Yeah, nope. No, uh, if it is if if, 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 if it is arriving at the nick of time, you have to tell me, otherwise it's entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it counts as arriving in the nick of time. Well, but... all right. Well, that's okay, because that's a four on the dice. That's so. a four. Um, You did notice when you stepped out of the library, or not the library, out of the bakery, that he kind of spaced out for a second and then 
has seemed to feel a little bit awkward since. Why don't we all go back to mine for some uh, sort of late lunch? And I, can, I was actually going to suggest that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I've got I, I've right, got yeah. coffee on the on the go. I've got lots of eggs and flapjacks, and I'm going to have a bit of a breakfast lunch thingy. Mm-hmm. Not quite a brunch because as the as we're as we're walking, as like Angela's walking back to the kids, I, as they're still kind of looking at me, I want to pull some things out of my pocket and do my talent of juggling to entertain them. Uh, go ahead and roll for it. Wait, us or the kids? Uh, that is a seven. That is a seven. So you, both. you pull Let's out three balls and start juggling, and you hear that classic sound of the kids going, <gasps> as they gasp and look and some of the point. Uh, at you juggling and you're juggling three balls and then you reach in your pocket as you're juggling and pull out a fourth ball and a fifth ball and then you do you know you start going around your body so it goes in weird patterns and you do an incredible <laughs> juggling routine and would be ki- really impressive is if he had a bunch of green balls and then one red ball and an apple and so as he was <laughs> juggling them he would sneak by to the apple so it looked like the hungry caterpillar was <laughs> that eating that would be cool. That would have been clever, Yo. but that's not what I described. So he just that would have been an eight. That's an eight. An eight is a whole routine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, but in the time it takes, uh, Mrs. Wade or Miss Wade to walk all the way down and sit back down. Mm. For the kids. Just trying to keep the kids entertained. Yeah. Keep the mood light for them. Yeah. So they, as you finish, the kids all applaud. And then you hear one voice from the cat going, that's my dad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then they, uh, they get back to the very hungry caterpillar. That's, that's a tears of joy moment right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the first joyful tears he shed all day. So do you guys make your way back to uh, Forest's, back little to Forest's little cabin? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think, I think we stopped for lunch there. Um, cool. So you guys, uh, wa- uh, you know, probably get in someone's car, and then when you're close enough, you walk on into the woods. I think it's a good idea for us to consolidate our efforts. Uh, I feel like we're kind of just wandering now. I think maybe our next step should be maybe the hospital, see like where everything's going wrong. What do y'all think? That is a good call. And okay. mind the, mind mm-hmm. all the, there's a lot of model kits everywhere. If you need to move something, just kind of I move it carefully so it don't break. But Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Stuart, as you look around, you see a lot of model trains. Chairs full of model trains, tables covered model trains, poster <laughs> return. Wow, the this is... You start to get a bit of headache. Oh, no. Uh, Just a light I, headache uh, for I, now, I, though. I, I move one carefully so I can sit down and there. I ask for a glass of water. Yeah, I get him a nice, tall, icy one. Cool. I do also have a couple of small little, like, what look like birdhouses, but with, like, little proper doors on them. Just like the little like fey houses people like to stick out in the woods. I was thinking about that Perfect. from before Zane went and sprung evil fey on us. But it's you don't know way. what I'm springing on you. Well, you burn bread with a ring of mushrooms, so I'm assuming evil fey. Mm. I will actually, you know, while we dream. are while we are out here, uh, you know, closer to the edge of town, wilderness and whatnot. I, I I got some sort of weird feeling. I'm gonna go ahead and just maybe. Take a look outside, like wander around the the uh, building while he's you know cooking or whatever he's making for lunch. Sure, um, go ahead and uh, roll a check for me. And uh, while he's doing that, hey, you Forest, yeah. how far is your house from the train tracks? A mile and a half. A mile and a half. Oh. Okay. Are you going that far out? 
Damien. Sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, am I going that far out? Yeah. Um, I just want to, uh, I, I don't know. I, like my initial idea, I probably wasn't going to wander a mile, but okay. like I wanted to go and explore a little bit. Just see, cause you know, I had that weird, like yeah. before my coffee this morning kind of thing. Uh, I did get a seven for that. So you got a seven. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, I rolled a six plus one is seven. Nice. Well, those are both <laughs> outstanding successes. Um, okay, yeah. cool. So, and you use your, what was it, detailed viewing? Um, yeah, detailed viewing. Okay, cool. So you start walking about, and you look around, and close to Forrest's place, it's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you walk a bit further out, you start seeing little circles of those mushrooms. The, fir- oh. the first one you see is about, I'd say, you get 500 feet from his house. You can still kind of see it through the trees. And you glance down, you see a circle. And you start walking a little bit further out. And then mm-hmm. th- you see another one a little bit closer. Um, and with the seven, I would say you start following the direction that these are going. And they start getting more and more close together. Right? You're seeing a circle, circle, every five feet. Okay. And then you get to the train tracks. You didn't intend to go this far out, but you got to one. Oh, wow. And you look across the train tracks and lined up all across the other side. Like, not even, like, maybe two inches between each one. It's just a series of these circles of mushrooms. Some of them not mushrooms, some of them flowers. Um, Mm. But it's all different kinds of mushrooms, and you can just see... On the other side of the train tracks, all these circles of mushrooms and flowers. Oh, like on, on the other side of the tracks, you said, right? Yeah. So not not in the property of Westburg. Oh. Because once you get... So here's something that I haven't mentioned. Once you get yeah. past the, the... Basically, the tracks of the train roughly circle the town and branch off in places. But Ooh. once you okay. go to the other side of the train tracks, you are outside of Westburg. So you can see outside of the property of Westburg, the right next to the train track, maybe maybe two feet from the train tracks, there's just a solid line of circles of plants and mushrooms. Oh, man. Okay, so here's the duality. I really want to go and touch it or go across the tracks, but at the same time, I know I shouldn't do it alone. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to roll for it, whatever I decide to do. Uh, one mm-hmm. through three is I'm going to do it. Four through six is I'll go get my friends. Okay. That's a four. All right, I'm going back. Okay. Uh, you guys are sitting there. Back. And For- Forrest is uh, entertaining you guys with tales of uh, things that Mr. Porcupine has done. Um, I also want to talk a bit about my house. You know, like, you know, I got, so I got some of these left over, but when I built my house, I used these iron nails. Because these are the nails from my, old, my, my parents' house back when they lived, you know. A ways away, but I got to use some of the nails from their old house to build and it's this. At this one. moment, the Damien walks in. Well, hello there. Yeah, how's it? <laughs> Do you um, want to see the iron hey, nails? Uh, yeah, that would be lovely. Um, so, uh, mm, so you know those mushrooms we found, right? At yeah, them, the ones you should not eat, no matter what. Before Seriously, touch. don't eat them. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so I was wandering around outside because I just had like a weird feeling. I don't know. I had some. Saw something weird this morning when I was, you know, out with Trixie. Um, there's like a lot of them, y'all, like a lot, a lot. Um, and I followed them up to the train tracks. I, di- I didn't mean to get all that far, but eventually I, I was there and it's like 
And you said they're poisonous. Are they? Are they like bad to eat? Bad to smell? Do you, the, well, mushrooms, uh, you, the mushrooms will only hurt you if you eat them. Like touching them is okay. fine. It's okay. really it's it's to swallow it too. Like if you chew it and spit it out, you're usually good. So, I wouldn't. Don't oh, do that. All right. But usually, so you're just fine. don't swallow. Just don't. And it's, it's all right. Yes, spit. Don't swallow. Um, okay. All right. But you know, you can um, you can oh, touch crap, them, sorry. sniff them, look all that. But me and my ADHD. Um, can, can y'all come with me real quick? Because yeah. I, I got something to show you. And I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and lead everybody to the to the tracks. I'm yeah, gonna turn the burners on to low so nothing burns while we're out. You guys make your way to the tracks, and you see this line of mushrooms outside of them. Well, Whoa! What do we make of this? A lot of things we shouldn't look at or touch or eat for that matter. <laughs> Some I of them mean, are just well, maybe this is how they maybe this is how they got into the bakery. I mean, if they grow so close to the edge of town, I mean. What some that rain and that wind could have blown some over into town? Maybe. Can I roll a woodcraft mm. to see? Because I'm getting the vibe that even though I said Amanita muscaria, that doesn't seem like a our kind of area mushroom. Mm -hmm. Can I roll to confirm that? <laughs> uh, yeah, go for it. And I will remind you. So you woodcraft. Would, the, these are more than just Amanita muscaris. So there yeah, are, but there are some Amanita muscaria, yes. and there are. Well, that's also a four. <laughs> Yeah, the, these these are mushrooms from for all from all over, you know. <gasps> oh, not all of these is supposed to be around here, and mushrooms don't usually do that. Like if it's supposed to be there, it'll it'll just be there, and if it's not, it won't. Huh. So it's kind of. And that one um, right there, hey, that one is a wood growing mushroom growing out of dirt. They don't do that. That's the, wrong. Force, force. I got a question for you, real quick. Yeah. Um, what would happen to somebody if they were to ingest? One of these? Well, it would mess your stomach up something fierce. Um, you would what go for you a like real, symptoms? real bad trip, and then you would die. You would exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you would. You would have a bad trip. You would throw up just a lot, and then you would die. Mm -hmm. The symptoms that you know from these are nothing like the symptoms of anyone in the hospital right now. Oh, okay. Okay. I was trying to connect some dots. Uh, I'm gonna. I got a weird feeling. I'm I'm just gonna walk across the train track. You start watch to, out like, for the train. Oh well, I guess it's not here. You start <laughs> to cross the train tracks, and as soon yeah. as your foot steps on the little wood slats on this side, uh huh, you just have no interest in crossing the train tracks. Why would you? Huh? You know, actually, that don't that doesn't sound like a good idea. Now that I think about it. Yeah. You just I mean, what? You I have mean, you just said you were gonna do it. Yeah. I know. I just I got. Are you afraid? No, you, uh, it's not that I'm afraid. Just we kind of have cat? everything we need here, right? Why would, a, I, well, why would uh, I? Leave? Can I? Can I use my leadership skills and communication skill? Either one of those to be like, no. I mean, I think if you're if you were interested in doing this, then maybe one of us should try. I mean, yeah, you could roll for it if you want, but talk to the boys, see if anybody want to walk across. Uh, that is a seven with my plus one. You guys think maybe one of you should try. Mm. I tell you I what, no. I got my pocket full of iron nails. I got my lozenges. I got a little toy oh. train in my pocket. Let me give it a go. Across. I was just gonna walk across. Okay, I, I can try it. You know, you walk. You, you gotta walk well. across for us. Do my do my iron nails give me any sort of benefit? When theoretically, <laughs> potentially, maybe possibly dealing with I the fact I understand what you're cold. going for here. <laughs> um, that actually, wrong, <laughs> actually. You 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 don't even get onto the track. You just get like a foot away, and you're like, "I'm gonna burn my fairy tale magic." 
I'm doing it. What? I'm bringing my fairy tale oh. magic. I'm investigating the other side of the track. So, okay, narratively, oh, what would wow. you like to happen? What would you like to happen with your fairy tale magic? I feel like I feel a disinterest, right, in mm -hmm. crossing the track. And I have never been disinterested in the train tracks before, <laughs> right? Okay. I have walked along these train tracks. Like, even just getting close to the train tracks is the highlight of my day, usually. Okay. So, like, this this instinct to not cross the train tracks, it's like it feels foreign and uncomfortable in a way that I'm like, I'm like, this is not. And, like, I think that helps me snap through it just enough okay. to, like, it's like he's, he's walking as if he's walking against a gale force wind sort of yes. thing. So, okay, here's but. what happens. You guys watch as Forrest, he gets about a foot away from the tracks, mm. and he starts to turn away. And you see a look on his face of confusion. Now, I have a question real fast. Does Forrest have a beard? Yeah, a bit of a beard, yeah. Okay, so you guys watch as he turns around and he puts his head to it and he goes to walk through. Mm. And as you walk through Forest, it feels like walking through a pool of molasses. Uh, and you guys see his hair, his beard start to billow back in the wind as if he is pushing against something physically that is pushing what? against all surfaces of his face, even though he's just walking through the air. And as you get to the other side, Forrest, you step across and you break through that feeling. And then you immediately feel a deep sense of dread. Um, you start to hear chittering sounds from the winds. You hear voices. We will get our due. We will get our due. This one comes And you now feel that that wasn't keeping you in. It was keeping something else out. <gasps> um, it is at that moment that Dr. Powers, you get a call. Hey. Hello? Hey. Hey, Dr. Powers, it's Dr. Green. I told you we'd keep you updated with something, anything that happens with your wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure what's up. She's, uh, she's still fine. Um, okay. but some bruising has risen around her wrists. Bruising? Yeah, bruising. It's 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 almost like the shape of train tracks. Oh, what? And that's where we're going to end this <laughs> episode. Wait, train tracks are oh, like, Hi, this is Gavin Slater. Thanks for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate you listening. You can check us out on social media at DDWAI Podcast. One more time, that's at DDWAI Podcast. And if you are so inclined, we'd really appreciate it if you can go and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.